What's up, everybody? I'm Scoobert Dubert. Welcome back to Love Music More. I am joined with Patrick, who is going to take us on a musical journey today to love music even more. What's up, Patrick? How are you doing, man? Doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take us on that journey yes oh believe you believe me we always end up going on a journey on these conversations but just because you know you get two people that love music in the same uh at least virtual room um you never know what's going to happen um so i, I just want to start by just talking about kind of your background um, a little bit about what you're working on now and then after that we'll dig into how you kind of ended up getting there so so what are what are you working on now what are the some of the things that define your career you know at this moment Sure. Um, it's a little all over the place. Cool. I'll do my best. Love it's, it. uh, you know, start the journey. Um, I, so I've, I've worked for a long time as a, as a composer, um, done a lot of scoring for TV, film, uh, ton of commercials, stuff like that. I've uh, been in bands and stuff like that too. Um, getting more into the video game world, awesome. but, um, also kind of like parallel to that. Um, I could do a lot of like, commission composition work for ensembles for whatever else. And so I'm kind of also trying to use the like game engines and stuff for that. Oh, cool. I think it's a real flexible way to do a lot of neat stuff um, in the music world. So exploring like algorithmic and procedural music, um, you know, both for, for game purposes and for, uh, and for, for art. Cool. So um, yeah, that's like a lot of it. And then a lot of other tangential stuff too. I'm trying to just, uh, just make stuff all the time for, um, you know, for money and for fun. So. Yes. Yes. That, that resonates so deeply. The number one goal, just make stuff. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also make money. But also make money. Yeah. I'm, I'm still yeah. struggling a little yeah. bit with that second if point. If possible. If possible. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, That's the I'm, if possible goal. So, yeah. you know. I'm super excited, excited to dig into to technology and into all of that because I, I kind of, you know, I'm... Great. I, I've done a couple of pods on uh, 20th century music and talking about, you know, like... Oh, cool just a little taste because I, I think that a lot of especially people that aren't hadn't studied music or whatever they look at 20th century music and go okay i don't get it or like that's noisy or wow how high art or whatever but i think that there's there's so much that ends up influencing what we're making today out of that kind of world and i'm so curious what your take on like 21st century music is and how like we're kind of evolving as a composer i feel like you're gonna have a really interesting take on that but let's bury the lead a little bit because i'm super excited to dig into that i first want to hear your story how did you kind of <clears throat> okay. you know grow into this you're saying you play in different bands what, what was the first instrument that you picked up what was your first like okay i love music moment like how, how did you how'd you get in what was your gateway drug <laughs> sure i mean well i mean i yeah i don't know my, yeah. um, my parents were musicians oh, cool. so cool. um it was kind of just uh I never really got just, yeah, just kind of just around. I started taking piano lessons when I was a kid, awesome. um, and kept doing that. And yeah, that was that was the beginning. Yeah. Um, I've been yeah. taking piano lessons for super long time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, then you know, getting more into um, 
you know, I had computers and stuff when I was a kid and trying to figure out how to make music on computers. And, uh, you know, I, I was like in, you know, crappy high school band cool. and like writing songs for that and stuff. And, uh, went to school for music, uh, and then went to more school for music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you want to, no, it's, it's perfect. That's <laughs> it's a great. broad answer. When, when did, when but, did you, would you like from the jump, did you, when you were doing those piano lessons, did you feel like a connection and love for music? Like this is what I want to do. Or was there a certain kind of light bulb moment that was like, no, I got to go for school. I got to go to school for this. I got to really, really pursue this deeply. That's a tough question. Um, I mean, it was always something that I really liked to do. And I think it was super, just like a regular thing for me since my parents were doing it for a career. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I think it was, it's a weird thing. I think I did a lot of it without thinking about it like that much. Um, I mean, when I went to college, like I had to think about if I was going to go to music school or not. Mm -hmm. So that was the first, like, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, I got to give this a little bit of thought and figure out what I'm going to do. Um, and then I went to music school. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something, I mean, I, I did a lot of different stuff as a kid, but piano was definitely, and, and like writing songs and, and writing music was something that I always, that I was really clicked with. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Just kind of internalized as a part of me from the beginning. That's I guess. Yeah, no, native to, to composition and to piano. And that, that I mean, that's, that's such a awesome path. And part of me is, is quite jealous that I had to come to music later in life when, um, you know, you, 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 had a, you had an earlier starting gate from, from me. So I'm still trying. No, to but it's out. nice though. It's nice to, it's nice to have a, a click moment, which I, yeah, yeah, I, I, cool I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough question. I don't, I'm not sure that I can think of one. Um, maybe there was one when I was like five, but You're I just right. don't remember because it was yes. a long friggin' time ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You have, you have like a moment. That's yeah, like that jumps out for you. Yeah, kind of. I actually, yeah, that, like there, it took a while. I think it was, I don't know, just my brain developing or whatever. The music that I was exposed to as a kid for me to like really like get music. You know, it took until I was like probably eleven or twelve to be like, yes, this is music. Like I understand why people like this thing. And before it was just something that was kind of like on in the background, which is weird. But I had a I had a light switch that. Um, yeah. Maybe some people would argue it would have been better if that light was never switched, but uh, it was, and so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah totally. So I have to remember. I have to, now, now I have to remember sometimes, you know, oh, yeah, people like music. Music is great. <laughs> but, you know, it's like a forced thing. Maybe you can help me to, yeah. you know, to learn to to love music more because, there we go. because you know, it's it's been a long time for me, and so sometimes I forget and I have to, like, remember it. For sure. That's for sure. And I, I think that it's an that, ongoing. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I agree with you. Like it, but I, I think that that's something that, um, people that might, you know, not, not create might not, um, completely get that where when you take music and you turn it into your profession, there are natural up and downs just in your profession. You apply that to that thing that you love. And now there's this, um, fragility and, uh, emotional weight that it's, it's hard to have some professional distance because it is part of you and it is something that you create and something that you've you know spent so long cultivating that um it's a it's a, it's a unique uh it's a unique career choice to say the least <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i want to talk to you i want to talk to you a little bit about um kind of music school and what you drilled down on did you sure. did you study uh, composition performance uh what what was kind of your your focus there 
University of Miami and studied composition. Um, and I also, there's like a studio writing program mm -hmm. that I did as well, which kind of had like, I don't know, there'd be a recording studio access and we were learning a little bit about production and that kind of thing. That's where I really kind of learned how to produce in like a, mm -hmm. a reasonable way. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, and then I, I uh, was working and a few years later after school finished, I went back to grad school at McGill in Montreal cool. and studied composition there. Cool. And that was more of like a straight ahead conservatory composition nice. program. So yeah, did that's you, the background. Did you learn um, any of the technical um, kind of like um, the stuff that ended up paying dividends with video game music or did, did you have to kind of learn that as you were, as you were going um, down that new path? Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I would say that, I mean, I learned a lot in school and it was totally worthwhile. I would say that it was not like, like I was learning skills that I needed for my profession mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. that much. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe undergrad, I'm undergrad, a lot of the like basic recording stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. I learned, but I learned a lot of stuff just kind of on the job. Um, and then like on my own mm -hmm. later on. Going back to grad school was not like, like, I think the only thing you can do with a composition degree is teach composition. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. So it was kind of just like, I want to go back and learn some more things. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I learned a ton and I met a lot of people who I still work with today and cool. I'm still friends with today. Yeah. And it's hard to like extrapolate those things, but yeah. it's not like a, it's not like a trade based. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. It's hard to, it's hard to think back. Like I must've learned things that I use there, but right. um, but I'm also just a real like, like learn stuff on my own person. And especially now, cause you can just learn like literally anything yeah. um, on the internet without too much trouble. Mm -hmm. um, so all sorts of like learning game engine stuff mm -hmm. um, has been like go online and figure stuff out. I mean, I've also done a lot of work as like a graphic designer and cool. motion designer. Yeah. And that's all like self-taught mm -hmm. stuff and, you know, just, check out some books from the library and read some books and go on there and like figure out how to use the, the how to, what the key commands for all the programs are and stuff. Yeah. And like, it's kind of, um, that's, I don't know. It's interesting how, yeah, I, so it's weird. I'm, I'm, I'm pro, you know, the democratization of knowledge is mm -hmm. fantastic, but I also had a great time in school. I think school is real, real useful. So, yeah, no, I, 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 so, I feel both things. So, I feel yeah. like things. especially like when you, I, I don't know, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of the proponent, one of the proponents of like, if you learn something so deeply that you start to forget it, that's when you like really know it. Um, you know, like, like yeah. you, can, you can tell yeah. when somebody just learned counterpoint or something and they're like, like really sure. doing it and you're like, wow, that's uh that's something like you are, you are applying these things to modern music and I hear it. Um, but like there are there yeah. are lessons that you can like learn from studying those things or like jazz harmony or whatever that when you're making pop music you can you pull from the bag and it's best when you're not even knowing that you're pulling from the bag um and i feel like school can yeah. kind of like sneak that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah go for it exactly and you get the foundation and right. then from there like like i'm not you know trying to write in the style of you know some 20th century composer or or mozart or beethoven or something <laughs> when i'm writing but i have i kind of you can kind of build off of things yeah. that you already know 
Yeah. And and school is good for yeah, you have to just forcing you to learn a bunch of stuff that you're <laughs> right. probably like, I don't want to bother do to learn on my own. So. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. remember uh, so. AP music theory and having to uh go through those four part uh vocal writing exercises and be like, Why can't this go up? And you're like, It's not allowed to go up, it has to go down because the other thing went up. <laughs> you know, parallel fifths and eighths and yeah. Oh, the joys. Yeah. Yeah. But now you can just do it. Now you can just do it. And there's no teachers and it's like chill. And it's like, you have, it's just for my own artistic purposes. My aesthetic is parallel fit. (laughs) It's like, you know, take that Ms. Madison. So, uh, yeah, it's like, it's nice. Yeah, but you understand. So it's like yeah. exactly, exactly. No, it, it ends up it ends up being valuable because then you can like be like, okay, why is this boring? It's like ah, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I get I'm I'm breaking this rule intentionally or unintentionally, and it's having certain consequences. Um, so yeah, that's super fun. Yeah. Uh, let, let's let's dive into how did you how did you end up with with working on. Um, I guess, I guess composition just in general, like how did you, before we get to games too deeply, how did you go from like studying it to working in it, composing for stuff? What, what were some of your first gigs? What were some of kind of like the, yeah. the, the, the paths into the real world? Um, I mean, at the end of college, I did a score with somebody else and one or two other people for like a one of the film students was doing like a feature film cool. um, as their senior project or something. And um, so we did the score for that. And, uh, and that was kind of the, you know, it was like a real jank, like student kind of thing, but it was, you know, but it was also like a lot of music and it was a good practice. Yeah. And those, those people moved to LA and like started doing some production work for some TV company or something. And, and we did, us and we did some music for them um which was kind of a first like professional job i think that ended like kind of badly i think they were like a low down in this like a low level in this company that was kind of like shady no. <laughs> like i don't think we i don't even know if we um we ended up like finishing the jobs like we did like all this music for these people yeah. and that kind of led i don't know we somebody had a connection at that point and this was while well, i was still like a senior or something yeah. to some music house that was doing some uh, music for commercials and end up getting like a visa commercial during the Olympics nice. and awesome. something like that. And so, um, so some other people, what kind so of, some of the people I was working with in school and we finished, could, I was like, if I could, what kind yeah. of uh, orchestration were you, were you doing for the film and then for the visa commercial? Was this like, were, were you, it was all MIDI based oh, and people, was it more yeah. classical vibe, rock vibe? Did no, you, we recorded yeah. some stuff. Cool. I think the film was kind of like, like, a little bit of like a caper movie sort of. And so we had like some, some jazz kids come in and do kind of like a, like a a jazzy caper movie score. I have um, no recollection of whether that was, yeah, crime jazz. jazz. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have no recollection of whether that um, would have been any good or not. I suspect it would have been, maybe not. Um, The visa (laughs) stuff was like, was all over the place. I, I can't remember. I think it was like, I think it would have been mostly sample based with like some mm-hmm. real guitars and cool. stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, forget about that. But then, yeah. So, so I mean, we, we started to do some, so with, with some other guys, like we mm-hmm. started to do some more commercials, mostly commercials and things like that um, after. So I stayed in Miami and we're working 
doing a bunch of different stuff, mostly commercials at the beginning, but then also some of the like film jobs and mm-hmm. TV things and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of just like, yeah, at the end of school, it's like, well, we got like a couple of things. I didn't really have any idea what I wanted to do after school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, well, if we could just stay in Miami and kind of give it a shot. So, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, that was the jumping off point. It was just like a, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> hope and a dream. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, sometimes, sometimes what frustrates yeah. me is when you like some of these conversations with people that are established, they kind of gloss over the whole like yada, yada, yada. And then I was successful. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, but like what happened between yeah. there? Like, how'd you get that first rung of the ladder so you could even start climbing? You know, it seems insurmountable. Oh yeah. You know, no, I feel like, um, I feel also like I've gone through so many different, um, types of work that cool. it's been a lot of like a lot of the like first mm-hmm. like i don't know i mm-hmm. professionally I, i'm kind of like a like a say yes to everything mm-hmm. um even if it's not something that like even if it's like a i'm starting to work on design and somebody cool. offered me like a design gig or something right. i'll just like take it yeah. um and give it a shot but, like that first rung on the ladder like I feel like I've had a lot of first rounds on the ladder <laughs> i guess so <laughs> but <laughs> you know for that point too i mean it's too. been a lot of us yeah, it's been like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It has been the early days in Miami were like crazy, but I was like a kid and you know playing in a punk band uh-huh. and like all these other like stupid ridiculous bands like at the time, and like making you know like ridiculous music for for Best Buy or something. But it was like <laughs> sometimes it was real far in between, you know between stuff. And we're all like mm-hmm. we're all pretty young, so mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. Looking back, I mean, it was not a very professional operation. Uh-huh. And it was kind of—I don't know—it was like <laughs> it was a, a lot of a lot of those early years. You know, I was like living in a closet for a little while, and like like it was like a big closet, but it was like a closet in somebody's house for a little while, and a desk in there and bed above it. Um, and I was I'd just go and like be working on stuff for like for like commercial jobs. Yes, and, um, totally. I don't know. You know, it was it was that stuff like ad stuff like pays well, but it was sometimes it was. Just, it's been a long time before you like want a job because you demo all these jobs and exactly you'll lose most of them and yep. uh-huh. yeah no I mean it's, I swear it like, <laughs> was a little bit of a struggle yeah, first. <laughs> it is a struggle I, I've done that I've done that too I, I lived in a I lived in a, a back house that kind of looked like a storage area um, in Venice Beach it was it was great because I could walk to the beach but um, I was yeah my ceiling above yeah. my bed was like about that much and the bed was on the floor um, and whenever the yeah. host the actual person that owned the house would like have a party people would be trying to break into my place because they thought it was like a little pool room or whatever and i'm like no i live here don't, don't come here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's the life yeah it was in a nice neighborhood the closet the closet space i could walk to like the bay there in Miami, yeah, and it was exactly. like there's like a little canal nearby yeah i mean i, I it, was, have, it was cool it was a good time it was yeah. like you know when you're 20 or whatever it's like who cares who cares like, i live in a closet like that i'm not gonna do that now here. but yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah. being walked to cool stuff um that's classic that's super classic i i would love to um so i would love to kind of okay so now that next jump let's let's go into kind of um composing for sure. for games because that's such an interesting challenge yeah and i would love to hear kind of your your mindset into like maybe how you started and kind of where you're at like that that evolution of sure participation in the medium yeah yeah 
Sure. And to be clear, like, this is like a new thing for me. I'm not like working on uh-huh. games really right now. I'm like, like I, I've worked on a, on an indie game that kind of like is fizzled out a little bit and like the publisher stuff never really went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really like the game thing I've done and cool. kind of most of what I'm doing, I'm building some, I'm working on some like procedural music tools for Unreal Engine right now. Awesome. And I want to kind of, use that as a jumping off point and then make my own game, which awesome. would be like, like kind of like a interactive music mm-hmm. procedural music playground sort of thing, right. audio visual thing. Yes. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I've been making a lot of little like prototypes and stuff, cool. but then I'm also using it for a couple of like art commissions. Okay. So that's kind of like where I'm at with it. But what I'm coming at it from yes. is it's kind of like, I just think the game engines are all of a sudden have become like, like one of the best tools for making interactive art and music. Yes. And that's, that's, I think that's a new thing. That's like mm-hmm. a, like the new version of the newest version of Unreal Engine has basically like, like a Max MSP or reactor type, like node based mm-hmm. thing built in. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. like Max or something, mm-hmm. but um, where you have like, you can just drop in like an oscillator and you can mm-hmm. connect it to an envelope mm-hmm. and then you can you draw, draw the little wires and you connect that to a filter and then you, you know, hit the trigger and it plays the note and you hear it. And like, you can build an entire kind of like a modular synth or something yeah. like yeah. in there. And then you can tell it to, you know, play this little melody. Uh-huh. And the cool thing is that then like you can do it, you can have it be like, play this little melody. Like when yeah. the player like, presses the A button nice. or something. Cool. Or if you're in an installation or something like this, right. you got a big button, somebody presses it and a bunch of stuff happens. And it's connected to this render engine that's in real time too. So you have all the visual stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just all of a sudden, it's like they've kind of put all these things together and it's just a lot more robust of a tool than Amazing. a lot of a lot of other like purpose-built yeah. tools that people have been using before. Yeah. Plus, I like games a lot, yeah. so I play a lot of video games. So oh. yeah. <laughs> it's like, so that's like, okay, so this is like mm-hmm. the, the art side of it. Yeah. And then the other thing for me personally is that just uh, like, as kind of, I mean, I don't know, I'm a little bit jaded about like music as a commodity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that there's some interesting artistic potentials, but then also like just viability as a, as a commodity potential in like releasing some artwork or some music work as a, as like a game. Yes. And you know, what I want to do kind of is like make these compositions that are like interactive compositions that the player is like a performer cool. and they're performing it with an Xbox controller, Yeah. but they don't know because there's like a score and uh-huh. like uh-huh. a narrative and there's like game elements. Right. Yeah, so right. genius. I really like that. That's like, yeah. So I'm coming at it from that way. And uh-huh. it's interesting because I've been meeting a lot of people in the industry and most people are coming at it from like the the game side of things. You mm-hmm. know, they've been working in games for a long time mm-hmm. or, you know, they're a game composer trying to do some of this stuff. But there's fewer people coming at it from the art world. And I feel yeah. like, yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like it's going to change because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's super interesting and super cool and super easy to get into. Yeah. So. Yeah, with Unreal, it's yeah. so much more accessible now. Um, I, we, we do. I, I've yeah, done some stuff. Totally. I'd love to connect you. I don't. I don't know if you know Max Horwich, but um, 
he he did mm-hmm. he okay he's, you're gonna like him <laughs> i'll connect you with him Sweet. he's he's Killer. right he's super simpatico with all this stuff um he's building a game as well and i feel like you guys would get on um but he he worked on some music video stuff with me um and we did you know a bunch of green screen stuff and used the game uh game engine to drop me in a 360 environment um so you can like put on a headset or just use your phone and look around and it's basically i'm in a video game level that we downloaded and modded out and then dropped a bunch of me performing different things in that environment that's that's kind of like our you know our first foray into yeah. the whole world but the the goal would that's be right. to take that and make it interactive but it's it's incredible how much more accessible it is where it's like we're you know we're also going for like low poly like n64 kind of style stuff and so you can just Sweet. drop these little objects around and um, all of the, you can put lighting in and all the shadows like interact in, you know, by the mm-hmm. renderer. And we're not spending more than like 20 bucks. You know, it's, it's incredibly accessible. Oh, yeah. um, and so I, yeah. I'd love to hear that you're coming at it from the actual like immersive, like interactive sense um, yeah. and, and making the music the main thing. That's, that's super, super exciting. It's cool. It's cool because it's because um, that part of it. It's always been yeah. You can like build sort of you know these environments and stuff. But mm-hmm. to be able to have like an immersive and responsive musical component to it yeah. is kind of like a, a newly very easy. Like there's stuff that's done it, but there's not a lot of games that have really like exploited that mm-hmm. potential very well. Like I've tried to find a lot of games, and there's not a whole lot of stuff that's really doing it. Stuff that where you can kind of you know you have different stems yeah, that are playing right. along and totally you can, interact. you know, you jump, you jump down into this place and one of them, there's a bunch of drums come up, you know, or yeah. whatever, but it's yeah. not like, it's not like you're, the melodies are being generated in real time or yeah. things like that. That's yeah. like, there's a lot of potential with that. So totally. And I, I love the idea too, with using um, oscillators and filters and stuff, because, you know, I've, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but maybe just to like help with listeners, um, synthesizers have got you know a bunch of different things going on but fundamentally it's very simple stuff that gets stacked up to become more complex and so something like the attack the how how quickly that thing is happening or if it's swelling and you could you could say like map that onto a user action in a video game so like say they turn a knob and that's changing the attack like in a door or something like that, they're turning a doorknob that's changing the attack on the synthesizer that's playing the oscillator kind of like like a arpeggiated thing in the background. And so like those little things that you could change the timbre of the music while keeping the music stag- static, or you can you know bring something in like you're talking with the stems, or even generating your own melodies, which is that's like the next next level thing that I'm really excited uh, that you're discussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's um. Yeah. So you have, yeah, exactly. That's a good, a good summary of it. And you have access to all these different components where you can synthesize, like, like that's a, that's a big thing too, where you can actually synthesize music in the game engine, right? Like that's, that wasn't really something that you could Uh -uh. do very practically before, but now you have like a sine oscillator that's just going like, you know, whatever. And you can, you can, you can say like, all right, I want to like play these are, I want to start playing these arpeggios Mm -hmm. on a C major, you know, mm-hmm. just the chord tones and just up and re- keep repeating mm-hmm. on the sine oscillator. Mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, and then map it to whatever controls you want, you know, have it. And so the fact that it's synthesizing in the yeah. engine too, yeah. and you're not like, like, I'm not like making audio files in yes. Logic or Ableton or something and dropping it in. I'm just like actually kind of 
saying like, these are the notes. And so then from there, you can, you can have it be like, all right, I, you know, I, I want to create this emotion. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to choose like this set of notes. That's going to kind of like sound spooky, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're going to play those notes now. But then when you walk into this space, I'm going to pick these other notes that are like magical, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and then I'll make some particle effects come up and it'll be like magical in the space and stuff. And all this stuff kind of works in tandem. Mm -hmm. It's all generated in real time. And it's, um, it's cool. I think that's really cool for games, but I think there's also a lot of like, interactive heart potential yes, with it totally. which um yeah so one way or another i'm trying yeah. to try to do both but yeah, yeah both is good <laughs> but i feel like if i also like if i just do a video of this then it's mm-hmm. like it goes on youtube and i make like 20 dollars. but uh-huh. if i like put it on the steam store then yes right then we're talking so now we're talking or or if you have an installation <laughs> oh it's like more are. interesting too yeah well like like um you know the team labs um they do all the visual slash audio installation stuff they're i think they're yeah. japan based i don't really know um but uh japan yeah yeah they're they're you know it's really cool stuff and people pay good money you know 30 bucks a ticket or whatever to go experience it because it's something that they can't experience anywhere else and i think that yeah. You know, they take the Instagram videos and the, you know, all that kind of cool stuff too. But, um, the installation idea is really compelling to me. Um, I saw something, it was at, uh, the Broad in LA, I think, I think it was there. And it was like, basically they, they had an old antique house and they had a different performer in each of the rooms in like weird ways. And you walk around yeah. and you could experience oh, it's it. It's like his name. What's like his name? I know. It was super cool. He's, uh, he's like from Scandinavia somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, what's his name? Well, think of it. I forget, but yeah. yeah. But uh, but fantastic installation. And, yeah. And a really good example of like, I felt, I felt like it also helped people see what music was because sometimes people just hear music as this like big wall of sound. Um, going to a concert can help because you can like be like, oh, the guitarist is soloing now. That's what a guitar sounds like. The organist is doing this and that's what an organ sounds like. And so, and so you can kind of break it down visually. Um, but when you have um, like different components that you can interact with, the different um, kind of views that you can zoom in or zoom out on, I think that helps people understand music more. Like they can get it. It's, it's di- more digestible. So then when they see the whole thing in tandem, they can like maybe isolate the little bits of music that you know trained musicians can totally do, but not everybody has the ability to be like, that's the cello or whatever, you know? It, it opens up new yeah. new avenues for discovery and, and play within music. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of thing is super accessible. Yeah. Where, you know, you, you can have the different instruments, different the cello, you uh-huh. know, three D space. Yeah. You have a piano in a three D space and you can go you can just walk virtually to these yes. places and have them exchange yes all the spatialization stuff is really good you know so you can do that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's um and then there's also something about just being able to interact with something mm-hmm. like even if it's just with a controller mm-hmm. to you know like i don't know you know you produce music and you kind of understand like you just you set up like a cool effect and you got like two little sliders yeah and you can just get into the situation where you just like you're just jamming out with like some sliders, right? Totally. And it's like fun. Yes. And that's not like that's not you don't have to be like a you don't have to like take guitar lessons no. to be able to just like have some fun with effects. But then if you just take a you set that up for somebody on a on a controller and you're just moving the little sticks and it's yes. making crazy noises and stuff, like it's it's actually like pretty fun. And you know, I think there's um I don't know, I think that's like a engaging thing for mm-hmm. For people who aren't like 
working at a DAW all the time or whatever. So probably more engaging than working at a <laughs> hopefully does <laughs> it feel like pro tools wants to kill me um the there's there's a fun there's a fun thing too i think like the spirit that you're bringing to it is really good because i like i think some people think put music so much on a pedestal especially those that have like gone to conservatory or whatever and think like you have to put in all yeah. the blood and sweat and tears you have to play piano or you have to play violin or whatever some like instrument that punishes you for years before you even sound tolerable but then there's the other thing of like you're just two knobs like play with the knobs you're making music still you really are and it's like that i like that approach because it, it welcomes people in and then if later they want to learn violin that's cool but it's like you don't have to just engage with music and and play it because it's meant to be played and it's meant to be experienced by every human i really don't think that it's not that it's supposed to be like there's a cast of music makers and then there's everybody else i actually think that right. everybody's supposed to be a music maker um, even if you don't have rhythm, I don't care. It's like, it's not about that. <laughs> if you can express, if you can express emotion, I think you should be making music on some level and what you're doing yeah. can help. So I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you two, um, I'll give you two like responses to that, uh, like a positive and negative Again, one, which, um, both. so the first one, my, my mom, yeah, my mom was a music teacher for a long time. Yeah. She also, she also played, played clarinet and was uh -huh. a copyist, but, um, but then, then she like went and taught music in elementary school, mm -hmm. and uh, she had this this uh, quote up on her wall, which I always really liked, just like real cheesy. Yeah. But it was uh, it, the the woods would be silent if no birds sang except the best. Nice, that's good. That's a good. This one. Is like yes. to your point, right? Yeah, right. like everybody, yeah. you know, you, you're not like you don't want to hear the one soloist bird. Yeah. Um, and then, so the flip side of that is um, is my hot take for the day. I'll give you my yes, hot take please. for the day. I was ready is for that, it. Uh, which <laughs> is uh, is that music is worthless. Um, this is my this is my uh, nice. I like <laughs> this it. is my finish. So so then you know <laughs> if if you take that, then yeah. it's like yeah, anybody can make music because yeah. it's like why should there be a, a special cast of music makers when it's yeah. worthless? Yeah. I don't know. I'll. I can expand on that, but I, maybe I, I'll no. I'd like to. I feel bounce like that off you first and yeah, see, yeah, yeah, see yeah, how you feel see, about see it. My, see my responses. We both um, have a, a pregnant pause as we sip our drinks. I'll bring the coffee back over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, music being worthless. Um, I okay. So what I what I what I think is what I think is interesting about that is the idea of it not being precious. So I could I could see I I could resonate more with music is unprecious. That's positive spin. Yeah, but it's a little <laughs> bit harder for me to say music is worthless because I do think that the the like cliches of like music being a universal language and music being like a different way to communicate with each other um, reflects something fundamental and true about the universe itself. Um, I'm not sure if string theory Ooh. or any of that is actually real. But I at least I at least resonate I can't with. Challenge, I'm a musician. I can't challenge you on yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but like, I at least I, I like the idea, and I of there are so many waves in in the universe itself, and music itself is a wave that we're able to perceive, whereas light is a wave that we're not really able to perceive in the same way. We can perceive color, but there's that's only a very limited set of the spectrum, and we can't see it. Actually, you know, it's like we can't interact with it in the same way that we can audio because we're these small little beings that aren't like multidimensional speed of light kind of beings, but we can reach the speed of sound, you know, with an airplane. So I, I like to think of that as like sound is our little version of the big thing, 
which is like the universe or gravitational waves or light waves, you know, these things that all kind of like ripple out. And then sound is our, our little baby version of what we can actually perceive, manipulate and communicate through. And so that's why I don't think it's worthless Unless you're saying that the universe itself is worthless, in which case I'll, I, maybe I'll grant you that because I don't have any way to prove that it's worth anything. But um, yeah, that's that's okay. my that's my that beautiful. Little, I thanks, like that. Thanks. That was be- no, that was, that was that was terrific. That was uh, that was uh, I can tell that you I can tell that you care deeply about this. That wasn't just like fired off from the hip. That was like a you know you like muster something up for that, um, which I appreciate. Yeah, God defend my voice. So I will. I, <laughs> No, my I'm boy, <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I will concede that that um, that music as an art form is clearly not worthless, um, and that's like you know. So and people kind of go there. It's like okay, yeah, but um, and but music is a commodity. I okay. think this okay. is this is like my yeah. little hobby horse, and this yeah. is where I think um, I think uh, years of 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 just getting screwed over by music industry people and uh, and and you know just and seeing yeah seeing music achieved and but then on the flip side on the positive side also seeing music be more like democratic than it's ever been Mm -hmm. it's so much easier and less expensive to make professional music if you just need like at this point like with almost anything it's like you just need ideas to make stuff like the technical facility to make something is easier and easier Mm -hmm. um but you know that also makes it like cheaper like it's harder to like you know if you don't have to spend you know, a thousand dollars a day to get a, to rent out a studio to mm-hmm. record music, then it's like, it's, you know, it's worth, worth less. Uh-huh. I mean, it's worth <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like so, but, so I don't know. It's, it's, I, I hate to like keep, you know, I feel crass, like bringing mm-hmm. money back into things yeah. at different parts of the time, but it's, it's just something I think about life. a lot because yeah. it is, yeah, it is. Um, and also I, I don't know. I try to like, when I'm making, when I'm composing and stuff now and mm-hmm. doing art things and stuff, I kind of like my, my little thing that I've realized that I have something to say about is a uh, totally directly derived from all the commercial work, which is just critique of capitalism and mm-hmm. corporate language and, mm-hmm. and advertising and stuff, which yes. is um, yes. a scourge. And the most I can do to, to, to stamp it down is I think the better, but, um, mm-hmm. but it's the commoditization of things. It's, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to grapple with. And that's, I think why I've also tried to explore doing other things that incorporate music, but are not exclusively just like, I don't know. I'm not like making a lot of just, uh, stuff that goes on to SoundCloud yes. or something, you know, yes, totally. um, and I'm, try, I'm trying to like bring other elements in because I think it's, you know, there's still a lot of value, commodity value in music as like a part of something else. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of power there too. Mm-hmm. So artistic value as well. So I'm trying to like tick, tick all the boxes. But I get it. No, I get it. Anyways, it, it's, it's, maybe it's, some, go for it. What you saying? I don't know. I was just going to say, um, so that was, uh, that was my, that was my context for my, my hot take, like but it. the hot take by itself is, 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 I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's clear. I feel like it's a, I feel like I've, I've hit on a good, it's a good hot take. Exactly. I'll, I'll that'll be the Instagram caption and be like, <laughs> music is worthless. Music is worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Click on to learn more. He's like, I hey, a little context. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's right. I like it. Right. Um, no, it's good. It's and it's fun. It's fun too because you're you're talking to somebody that um, I'm you know I'm 
I'm releasing a ton of music. That's what I do. So I am very much on the um, commodity side in a lot of ways because um, I am I'm doing mm-hmm. a lot of that, which is it. Just, that's a, and I feel like that's a fun conversation yeah. for the two of us to have because I am um, I'm pretty far on the other end. But however, I do resonate with a lot of that, and um, I'm yeah. trying. But I'm, you're not far on the other end, to be yeah. clear. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you're, we're both. You know, we're both making music. Yeah, and finding a home for it. You mm-hmm. know making stuff we care about you know it's yeah. not like yeah, yeah it's not like you know maybe the maybe the mediums are a little different but it's like you know but I, i'm just saying i, I think i think it's jumping that, in. no it's it's good it's a it's it's just i i feel like we're we're fun even though we're maybe not on the far ends we're fun foils because of the the two ways that we're manifesting those the same kind of goal um but i'm doing it yeah i'm doing it through that way because i want freedom from my corporate job <laughs> that is actually, you know, I'm actually doing good in the world, I think somewhat with my corporate job. Um, but yeah, I am, I am, uh, I'm putting out a lot of music in order to free myself from that so I can make more music. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, Sweet. A, it's, but it's an interesting, I have that internal struggle too of like, am I cheapening my own work or am I, um, you know, not being honest to the kind of music that I want to make in pursuit of, more or in pursuit of pop success or money or whatever. And I, I, you know, I, I think I actually keep those demons at bay by making more, (laughs) like the pace ends up making more music, yeah, making me drown out the, the, the the voices of self doubt. It's like, as long as I'm, as long as I'm still going, like, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a runner and I feel like it's really hard to have an internal voice if you can like barely breathe because you're running so fast. And I've kind of applied that same thing. <laughs> oh, I, that's, a, that's a good, that's a good tip. I've never been, I'm trying to get into running. I've never been able to do it. It's good. Um, I hate running. Well, but the funny thing is I hate running too for, run the, first, for the first month. <laughs> for the first month, it sucks. It's the yeah. worst thing ever. And it always happens. It, like I always yeah. think like, oh, I'll never have that month again. Something comes up. You like get in a funk, you get sick, whatever. And then you have to do that month again. I'm just finishing that yeah. month like now. And oh my God, it's getting fun again. Mm-hmm. But it's like that that ramp up doesn't matter, you know, how many marathons I've run. The first one was the hardest, but that ramp up still sucks. And the whole time I'm like, why do I like this? Why did I sign up for this? Wait, how many how many marathons have you run? Three. I've done three. <laughs> I'm going on four. Oh, yeah, it's free. Congrats. Thank you. It's fun. I'm, and it's, 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 it's like a very good mental challenge for me because every single time I doubt myself, I think that it's a stupid hobby that I never should have done this. And then I get past that first leg and I go, oh no, I'm pretty like, I feel good now. Like it, it flips a switch where even though, even though it's painful, it's like, oh, I know why I'm doing this again. I don't know. I don't know why it, what it is, but running is just like the ultimate, like it, it punishes you until you conquer it and then you're good at it again. Even though I'm not a very good runner, I'm pretty slow, but like there's, there's like that, that, that first uphill is just brutal, but then you get past it and then it's fun again and you feel proud. Um, and it, there's something to it with, I think it's, with like guitar, it felt the same way. Like I sucked, sucked at guitar for a long time and then I was okay at it. And all then from there it was pretty smooth sailing, but it was like, once I got over that first hump, um, where the, you have the bloody fingers or the no calluses and no finger strength and hurt wrist or whatever, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a similar feeling with 
if you go away from music for a little while, yeah. you sit down and try to write something. Yes. It can be like a grind for, mm-hmm. you know, some period of time. Yep. And then, you know, then you, then you just you go grind through it and then it's like, Oh, actually this is like, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I just, I've just been working for like the past two hours and it's been fun because yeah, exactly. this thing is cool and exactly. it's whatever. So and it's still, it's still hard. So, so, so <laughs> but it's different it changes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, uh, but it's like, yeah, but it's, they just, the, the switch flips, like yeah. I said, kind yeah. of, it's like a mysterious right. thing. Yeah. So, so what, like, so are you back to your commodity thing? Yeah. Are you making like, I mean, are you making stuff just for like, this is artistically like the art that I want to create? That's like the purpose sort of, is that like the primary purpose? Like what's the, what's the primary motivation? What's the like, get you up out of the day? Like, you know, wake yeah. you up in the day to, or this is why I get up to like do this, um, uh-huh. to make this particular thing that, yeah, is maybe you're going to release it on Spotify or uh-huh. whatever, but like, what's the, what's the, like the driving. It's, it's usually the idea thing. itself, like the idea and that changes every single uh-huh. time, but that's like, that's what wakes me up early. And I, I work in my bedroom cause we have a one bedroom and, um, my wife works in the uh-huh. other bedroom, so she'll still be asleep over here and I'll be working on music over here. And, um, She'll be like, why'd you wake up? And I'm like, I just inspired by this, this idea that I got to like progress and I got to get that done. Um, but it's usually the idea ends up picking up its own inertia and then it carries me. And that idea can be super multivariate. It can be the, the sound of an instrument. Like I got this one slap bass tone and I need to build the whole thing around it because I like that tone so much. And it might not be my most favorite song, but it's like, I really like that tone. So I need like a vessel for that. And, or there's a, the flip side, like, um, one that I'm going to release in a couple of weeks called getting easier, where it's like, I have this emotion and this feeling of like where I'm at I just, you know, I got married somewhat recently and now I'm thinking like, okay, like people are asking about kids and whatever. So I had, to, I had to write a song about the things that I'm feeling right now about the pressure and the anxiety about like bringing another human into the world. And it was the song idea that carried me through. And the arrangement was almost secondary because it just needed to support this song. But it, it flips like where it's I'm, I care so much as a mixing engineer. So the mix needs to sound really good. And the rest of the song is secondary or the song is so important. So everything else is secondary. But it's usually like at a certain point that same light sw- switches where it's like I can't stop. I have to keep working on that idea. Um, I have a fun one right now that I'm working on. Um, I don't know if I'll release it or not, but it's with uh, the Grimes AI voice. And it is oh, yeah. <laughs> creeping me out, man. It sounds so good and it is so scary. And I, I, I that was something I was literally working on like at 11.58. And I was like, oh, crap, the podcast, I got to log on. And I was like, I should probably talk to Patrick about the uh, bizarreness of AI and being able to port my voice onto Grimes's voice and actually have it sound like she sang it. It's weird, man. But I just wanted, I wanted to throw that out at you too. It's like, what do you think about this? Like this change, the growth in technology, not just on the game engine, but also like AI and, and changes in composition generative. Like what, how, how are you feeling right now as yeah. a composer? It's interesting. I mean, um, it's yeah it's it's real interesting yeah. it's real interesting yeah. i i i go back and forth on is it just going to be like we all have like pretty sweet like calculators that are like <laughs> you know they're just it's just like a tool that like helps us do stuff yeah. or is it going to be like 
isn't going to take another jump. I mean, who, who yeah, idle now? Um, but it's, uh, I mean, you know, I wouldn't do any of the, like, I mean, a lot of the like low mm-hmm. stuff, you, you know, it's, it's like a, like, I don't know, I'm a vegetarian and mm-hmm. I feel like, um, but I ate meat for a long time mm-hmm. and I feel like, so I'm kind of like familiar with, yeah with meat but i feel like <laughs> cheap meat now is like i'm, I'm like so i'm super into like uh-huh. the like fancy the like lab fake meat but like oh, yes you know yes all the like all the new uh anytime there's something like new some new brand in whole foods or whatever i'm uh-huh. just like yes i'll buy i'll buy your weird like <laughs> like scallops or some shit you know it's like um fake scallops cool <laughs> it's cool, like great bizarre. i'm into it I'm, i want to eat all of it but i feel like it's gotten to this point where there's no reason to eat like you know, you don't have to eat like cheap meat anymore. They've kind of mm-hmm. like done it. You know, you can mm-hmm. get a good, you can get a totally good like In and Out burger. Mm-hmm. You can get a, you know, they got the, those chicken patties are fucking mm-hmm. bomb. Um, oh, I can see. Sorry, sorry. Um, are okay, cool, sick. Um, and uh, you know, get a good chicken sandwich. You get yeah. uh, they, they got those like Beyond steak, like carne uh-huh. side of things. Anyways, the point being is like they've kind of done that and like if you you can't get like a good like ribeye or something now but like you can kind of get all this other stuff and i think that that is like where we're going to get to with ai and like music if any anything that's like playing in an elevator Uh is like Uh is like you'll just be able to do that you'll just be able to like Mm -hmm. you know type in type in like um you know elevator or trap music and Mm -hmm. it'll just like spit it out for you and you'll Mm -hmm. be you'll be good Mm -hmm. But which I don't know. I mean, that's like that's like an interesting creative tool, also. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it kind of like is a shame for people who are professionally making like elevator trap music, yeah, or whatever. Right. But um, but I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. the this there's is it the thing that's like killing the most musicians? Like probably not. There's like all sorts of you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> terrible industry things that are happening to musicians and stuff <laughs> from a professional standpoint. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I've, I've been doing stuff with, um, with the text-based mm-hmm. AI generation, um, for a while. I mean, we did a, I did a, a interactive piece with, um, with some friends in like at the beginning of the pandemic, like in early 2020 that we had like the GPT stuff cool. going back. It was like a phone tree that you called in. Yeah. And so you're going through it was like a corporate phone tree. So you, yeah. you call in and you get to like the 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 like you know the home menu or whatever. But then you go through and all the all the branches are super weird. And you know we had you like sing a song and to beam into space, and then it like texts you back with like a a mangled version of it. Cool. And there's like a there was some like AI response stuff with it with like one of the earlier GPT things. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's a fun tool to use yes. for that kind of thing. Yes. Um, but uh no it, but it's, I, uh, I, I actually think that, <laughs> how are you, how, are you, how yeah. the grimes AI voice is good it's actually it good fun. it's actually good it gave me I tried it, it gave me very weird goosebumps i'm gonna try and like i'm just gonna try and knock out a track really fast and throw it on spotify so it can be one of the earlier ones um we'll see we'll see if it Sweet. if it's good if it's goodish then i'll you know it doesn't even have to hit the bar of good but like nearby good adjacent oh yeah um yeah, I, I'm thinking kind of like a surf pop. It's going to be weird. Uh, anyway, um, the but going back to kind of what you were talking about uh, on like on like uh, DAWs and uh, the ease the ease of like creating music um, and how that makes the idea more important. I feel like that's the same thing with e- even generative. It's like 
it's the juxtaposition of ideas that maybe the AI can execute some of those ideas. But the I like the general concept of I'm gonna have you, you know, be on a corporate phone tree, send a message to space, and then I'm gonna have the AI mess with it. That's the that's the interesting part now. Is like now you don't have to write the algorithm to mangle it. You're able to like export that um, time and then focus more of your time on a new concept or collection. Um, in the same way, like J. Dilla Donuts is one of my favorite LPs because it is it's just such a bizarre filter that he ran all of these samples and all of these ideas in addition to some of the stuff that he added into, and it looks like a snapshot of his brain. But he's using a lot of music that other people created, and I feel like generative can allow us to do something very similar um, to like what hip hop and sampling is kind of doing. You can apply that same concept and say like, oh, I want to make like like a Ween style album that jumps from genre to genre. And it's like I don't want to write the elevator music. Have the robot do that, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll focus on my prog song after. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's. I don't know. People are going to use it for people are going to use it for for annoying stuff, yeah. and people are going to use it for interesting stuff. Yeah, and it'll get more useful for more people. And I, you know, music is worthless, so it's like <laughs> you know, it's whatever. It's just yeah. it's just already it's just another way. That, yeah. Like you know, yeah. and and. But as an art form, it's not. And so it's just another way that you can like maybe make better art, which is tight um, yeah. and maybe make less money with it, which is just the vibe these days. Right, so, exactly. That's the whole you know, goal. One of those things. No it's, um, I got like a, um, somebody sent me this like a, it's like drum plugin. It's uh-huh. like an AI thing uh-huh. where I guess they just like trained some like, you know, some GAN on like their library of like drum samples or whatever. So you just like, sit quick you know it's like a it's like a audio unit or vst or whatever and you mm-hmm. just drop it in your thing and it looks like a drum pads but then you just click like generate and it actually is just like sending it to the cloud and they're doing like cloud <laughs> processing on it and then it just sends you back like an ai generated kick um <laughs> and it just like and they sent you know they just hit up a bunch of people to like mm-hmm. i don't know i guess try to get people to like post about it when they first released it i didn't because it sounded like garbage but um but it was interesting yeah. and it's kind of like that kind of thing where you can just have like maybe like one little part or something. Yeah. I mean, what I really want to do, I, I really wanted to do like the annoying work, not like yes, exactly. make a whole track. Like, right. why don't you just like jump in my session and like line up all the transients. So it yeah. sounds clean and yeah. like cut out all the noise. And like, I, I don't know what it's like, I know. I don't know. I'll need it to like make the image and right. write the song and stuff. It's right. like, Exactly. Then do the annoying. There's so much like annoying drum work and like. I mean, it's the same. Like, I want. You could be doing that instead. I want the robots to be able to like sort my laundry. Like, is that that hard? Like, yeah. (laughs) I don't need you to write a novel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with that. Exactly. I think, that, I think, that's, so, a, I think that's a good place for us to, to leave off is, is uh, as we look to the future. Maybe maybe we re- revisit this. Um, robot laundry. Yeah, robot laundry. <laughs> we we re- revisit this um, when the robots have taken over government and um, we uh, could could reassess. I, I feel like we didn't say anything to piss off the robot overlords too much, though. I think we're we're generally hopefully not. Yeah, I think I think we've generally they will they will ingest this podcast and oh it everything <laughs> and, and analyze it for. 
<laughs> for offensive statements. So. Our, our only hope is that the uh, the AI translation, um, uh, like like when they when they pull the subtitles, that anything bad we said, um, they just like accidentally think it was a different word based on our accents or audio fidelity. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's our best hope. Uh, thank you so much, Patrick, for for jumping on the pod. I, w- I would love to invite you to um, to you know like promo anything. Do you want people to follow you on Instagram or website or anything that you would like recommend people check out your work? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, I've been posting on like more game related stuff on Twitter, which is been like I just got on Twitter at like just the right time, um, awesome. which is tight. Uh, but uh, I'm at, at Tapes Club there. And uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, underscore, underscore, P underscore, H. Um, so just real convenient. But it's like, I don't know, I'm doing more professional stuff elsewhere. So, uh, yeah. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Link that. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. My pleasure. Thank you for coming. Um, and if anybody wants to check out my stuff, uh, you can find me at scubertdubert.pizza, www.scubertdubert.pizza. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the pod, rate it five stars, all that good stuff so people can find it. And hopefully this episode made you love music a little bit more. Thanks again, Patrick. And until next time, we will um, have our apology video for the robots. <laughs>